Welcome to Sportsy. Let's talk sports. We have spoken to so many athletes as well as administrators, and everybody mentioned that mental conditioning and strength conditioning is something very, very important aspect of an athlete's life. Today, on the World Physiotherapist Day, we are going to talk to somebody who was an athlete. He played with the stalwarts like Ravi Shastri, uh, Vinod Kamli, Sachin Tendulkar, Sanjay Manjrekar in the Mumbai team. After finishing his career. he got attracted towards a different side of coaching which is strength coaching and today he has his own studio called studio valley he has worked with uh, mca bcci thailand uh, women's cricket team as well as multiple athletes beyond cricket as well please welcome vishwas walawalkar ceo and founder of studio valley strength and conditioning coach vishwas walawalkar thank you for watching thank you for liking and thank you for sharing please do subscribe on our channel sportsy says and also follow sportsy says handle across all social media please subscribe to sportsy says thank you hey hi vishwas good to see you on the sportsy let's talk sports thank you so much thank you for having me so guys uh, for people to know what uh, vishwas is uh, i gave a quick introduction earlier but uh, just to give uh, another round of introduction once uh, uh, for him uh, 18 plus years of experience a completely hardcore strength and conditioning coach has trained lot of national international athletes and uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, thing that he calls out is been a, a strength and conditioning coach for thailand's women team i'm sure there are a lot of other accolades that we will get to know during the uh, during the interview uh but that's where i wanted to start and uh, uh, give set the base and uh, now i'll put uh, vishwas to introduce himself beyond what i did and why strength and conditioning okay thank you so much siddarth for having me here it's always great to talk to sports enthusiasts uh, and share some experience and knowledge basically i'm born born in mumbai and played uh, first class cricket for mumbai i was lucky enough to you know share the dressing room with all the stalwarts of the game including mr ravi shastri sanjay mandrekar sachin tendulkar vinod kamli and name it i mean that time mumbai team was all star studded team yes so i was a part of the team uh, i played cricket for 16 years uh, in mumbai and then i realized that i love sports so i have to you know get in touch with sport or remain in touch with sport basically mm-hmm. so i had two options to become a coach or to get into a Kind of a sports science and strength and conditioning aspects of it. So I chose strength and conditioning aspect because then I thought, why only cricket? I can uh, work with a lot of other different sports as well. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason I've got into this field around seventeen, eighteen years back. Uh, my mentor, Dr. Kinjal Surathwala, got me into this, and I did some courses with him uh, back then. And then I started working with Mumbai Cricket Association, and then. MCA uh, sent me to BCCI for level one examination, which I cleared. And after that, I started working with BCCI on a different zonal and national level. So I did a lot of zonal camps and national camps for BCCI under 19, under 16, India women's, India A. And uh, I've also worked with uh, different cricket associations like Mumbai, Baroda, and Maharashtra. Okay. So around seven years back, I thought, why only in cricket? so i 
got out of cricket and started my own company called Studio Volley. Uh, the main aim of Studio Volley is to spread the scientific approach of strength and conditioning, number one, to help various athletes and give them a sports science support. Because mm -hmm. we have the talent, the only thing which is lacking right now is a sports science support for these athletes. And of course, to uh, bring more and more strength and conditioning coaches, uh, equip them with the knowledge, expertise, experience. Uh, in turn, they will help these uh, national and international athletes at the grassroots level as well as the state and national level. So that was the whole concept of you know, you know, building this studio volley company. And last seven years, I've been working in this field uh, in Pune. I have four centers today and uh, various trainers. Uh, apart from that, I also have a, a physiotherapy setup where we provide mm -hmm. a sports physiotherapy because when you talk about sports science, yes. it's strength and conditioning, it's physiotherapy, it's nutrition, it's mental aspects of the game. Correct. Also recovery aspects. So give them a complete 360 degree uh, support to all athletes, mm -hmm. even uh, to evaluate and screen and assess every individual body. You know, and come up with some kind of a reporting system where we can actually individualize program for every mm -hmm. uh, different, different athletes. So that's the whole concept of you know doing studio work. Excellent. I think uh, yeah. I, I think the I was I was just imagining the first part of growing up in Mumbai and uh, yes, when you grow up in Mumbai in in 80s and 90s, then you have to play cricket. Yes, I, I myself was at Paddy Shivalkar's uh, sir's uh, uh, camps in, in Shivaji Park. I have done that. And yeah. uh, again, so now the question is, when you were playing, you got opportunity to play for Mumbai and. Uh, Club cricket and a lot of uh, places for 15, 16 years. Do you think that you had uh, any idea what strength and conditioning back then? Not at all. <laughs> uh, that time, uh, there was no internet. There was no uh, kind of a global leverage concept. Uh, there was a lack of information and knowledge has been passed from, you know, especially from developed countries. Uh, fortunately, I was a part of something called a BCA, Mafatlal Bowling Scheme, which has been... Okay. Uh, Done by Mumbai Cricket Association, and I was part of those 20 bowlers uh, back then. And then uh, Frank Tyson, sir, from Australia, has flown down for three years here in India. And then we have been taught uh, various skills of bowling. Mm -hmm. That time, there was an effort done by uh, Mumbai Cricket Association by program that time. But today, when I see those programs, I don't think that is backed by a kind of a scientific approach or scientific research, whatever uh, our coaches used to like uh, yes. back then. So they, we were done that. But yeah, we got introduced to a kind of a strength and conditioning aspect of it, not scientific way. Right. Yeah, over a period of time after that, uh, the BCC have taken a lot of uh, initiative and, and steps to get all these foreigners into the system. And they got all these protocols and processes uh, here in India. And uh, I was lucky enough to be a part of that process. So I've learned so many things from these uh, international SNCs and physios and coaches like Dave Batmore, um, Paul Chapman, Paul Close, all those over there that time. And I was lucky enough to be a part of this process to learn firsthand from these people and then realize, okay, this is something else. This is something big. And it has to be backed by research. You know, something has to be uh, uh, done some kind of a research where they start with the fact that, okay, now this is the way to look at things. Correct. So then uh, things have changed. Of course, uh, my programs 15 years back when I used to make a program for an athlete and today make, when I make a program for an athlete, it's completely, completely different. 
and of course uh, there are different stars have born in different sports in india Correct. and slowly slowly people understood that if we want to be at international level we have to work on physical capacities and physical cap- capability Correct. yeah so it's it's, it's like what uh, nobody doubted the talent and the credential of people like ranatunga and all but you can't call them uh, they were they were cricket fit probably and uh, not the athletes or, or not the not the sports fit they were probably cricket fit Correct. uh just going to sport but football i always had that strength and conditioning because of the kind of uh, uh, running and everything that you do correct the training itself was different so sp- i think uh, nowadays what we see is a lot of sports related things coming up specifically and uh, yesterday i was watching uh, virat kohli's uh, program about uh, how he's got to snatch and uh, those lifts uh, and yeah. he was worried about his back but that has yeah. changed his, uh, the whole thing for him and what he does is i do i think it's 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 he trains the way a mma athlete trains Correct. or or a footballer trains or or a triathlonist trains and he's playing cricket so yeah. it's it's i think it is now what i think what what where i'm coming to is uh, after cricket as you said uh, you started studio volley 6 uh, 5 6 years back to go across sports i think that is what it is you should be the strength and conditioning should be looked at as a basic uh, thing as a benchmark and then you start building your verticals and this should be the horizontal correct correct yeah so basically see what is what is strength and conditioning we'll talk about yes, that first correct okay? that is what it yeah. so uh, we have two sectors two two segments in sports number one is your skill so whatever mm-hmm. talent you have about that particular sport and you uh, work hard to develop a skill in that particular sport that is one part of a uh, sport development program correct another part today if you look at any sport it has been a power oriented sport you have to produce power okay mm-hmm. and you have to keep producing power throughout your span of a game or whatever competition you have okay so it has been a very power oriented game if you look at badminton uh, what prakash padukone is playing and now lindian is playing is completely different badminton Correct. right uh, similarly our old players like gavaskar and if it then then change to tendulkar and now turn to virat kohli if you see that the huge transformation in terms of Correct. power output and force output okay so now it has become more physical uh, game as well mm-hmm. so all the, though there is skill is important your physical capabilities and physical uh, uh, development is more important to developing and uh, to meet the demands of the sport in today's world okay that is the reason this strength and conditioning aspect has come into place so what is strength and conditioning strength is we all know about we have to develop our Correct. physical strength and there are various strength aspects of it like there is a muscle endurance muscle power and muscle strength there are three different aspects of the strength apart from that when we talk about strength people always think about gym and lifting weights so right. it's not like that any anything against resistance like against theraband or against even the parachute is also strength training so there are various aspects we use to develop strength which has been used to play that particular sport now strength training in sport and strength training for bodybuilders are completely different ball game altogether okay. so people always also think that when the coaches think that okay now if you go to gym you will get stiff you cannot bowl you cannot move around faster right so that is a wrong concept because strength training for sports people as we currently mentioned that virat kohli is doing snatch and power lifting uh, thing so if you look at power lifting and snatch and power cleans it's all about speed so he is developing the speed strength okay and okay. he also does that in a full range of motion 
so there is no point uh, there is no point where he going is going to get more and more stiff or rigid probably he'll develop a faster strength which is required mm-hmm. to play his sport better okay so strength training for sports people is completely different the world mm-hmm. that is number one what is conditioning now every game has different movement patterns in their game and requirement for example football has to run in a particular direction cricketer has to do certain activities so all those active, when you train those movement patterns on a but either on a court or on a, or on a ground is called a conditioning mm-hmm. aspect of it right that also depend upon what kind of a movement pattern required for that particular sport so again that varies for example running whether it's a long distance running or short distance running whether it's a sprinting you have to do or a, or slow jog you have to do or there's agility there's a speed it's a various aspect of the your running as, as well right depending upon your sport so we train those aspects as well so this is okay. in in short it's called a strength and conditioning aspect of it so uh, so training uh, with usain bolt is different than training with mary com is different 100% 100% absolutely yes. because usain bolt is going to do a linear fast uh, one dimensional activity where mary com has to develop her anaerobic capacity her aerobic mm-hmm. capacity her speed strength power agility various other aspects of a sport so uh this actually very interesting actually giving the differentiation uh, me being part of sports industry also i think it's like for me it's like strength and conditioning it is like uh, uh but it is it uh, very un- uh, important to understand how you categorize it but yeah. do you think this is uh, the current level of coaches that are they doing it at the grassroots level because that is where they should start getting into the mindset of of this uh, the professional athlete now they know because they have to be there the amateur also might know but how, when do you think the 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 sentence conditioning coaching actually starts from the at the what age and is it different for the boys and girls at the early stage it's in terms of fitness and starting the fitness training there is no age there is no minimum or maximum age for it number one you can okay. start any any age of mm-hmm. course the the type of training you do, you're going to do is is going to be diff- different okay all the time that is number one part of it so there is no right. age for it number two i always think that you should start playing a serious sport around around 8 to 9 of age uh, year of 8 because that time you slowly slowly understanding your body types you understanding your liking of the game uh, by that time you have played football cricket hockey whatever you want to do and you started realizing you know i, I like cricket more i can mm-hmm. hit the ball better i'm enjoying that batting or bowling in in that part right. okay so that is the time when you you have to understand our body okay mm-hmm. so we a, a good strength and conditioning coach understands and evaluate every individual body so i always feel at a grassroots level that that's i call grassroots level where you started thinking okay i am liking it mm-hmm. i want to see whether i can make a career out of it right so that's a grassroots level for us so uh, at that level we have to work on the movement patterns we have to work on the physical competency right we have to work on our physical limiting factors mm-hmm. okay so we have a mobility issues we have a stability issues there are certain muscles are firing certain muscles not firing there is there are firing patterns uh, even you are doing a basic fundamental movements you can see there's a alteration happening or a altered mm-hmm. movement are happening basically so we have to train movements that time we have to correct the movements okay okay why these movements are altered because of these various other factors your tightnesses your mobility your your flexibility your uh, firing pattern your strength so there are various factors affecting your quality of the movement mm-hmm. okay 
So at grassroots level, I always think that we should correct the movement pattern. We work on quality of the movement than actually developing strength. I'll give an mm-hmm. example here. Okay, suppose we always think that okay, squat is the best form of um, strength training program. It's a good strength training exercise. Okay, but while coming up from the uh, from the squat, if your uh, uh, if your glutes are not firing. You will do compensatory movement with your lower back muscles and your hamstring muscles. So that right. movement is not correct. It's an altered movement. There's a right. compensation happen in that kind of movement. So unless you correct that movement, you will not get the desired result from the squat. Mm-hmm. So at grassroots level, I always think that we should go for evaluation. We do a lot of screening. We do their postural analysis. We do their fundamental movement screening. We correct those movement patterns. We improve their physical. Uh, competency and limiting factors, and right. on basis of that, once you reach a stage where now you are thinking, okay, I'm 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 developing my skills better, and thinking of getting into serious sports, you start building the strength and conditioning aspects of it. And okay. when you start doing strength and conditioning aspects of it, again, there are various uh, variables I could say. Mm-hmm. Of course, understand the every particular sport. What kind of energy system is required in that particular sport? What kind of movement patterns is required in that particular sport? What kind of uh, 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 muscle fibers are required there? Uh, apart from that, are you into uh, um, off-season training phase, pre-competition, competition? There are various other factors we take into consideration before making a program for a uh, for an elite athlete. Also, we have okay. to look at their recovery processes, their load yes. of their load uh, in their uh, skill development programs. So, the load management, the recovery, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, something called a periodization. So, there are various other factors taken into consideration before making a program for an an elite athlete. Oh wow! I, I, I'm sure there's a there's a big uh, checklist and there's a proper planning that happens is as good as launching a new startup for right. every athlete at every right. different time. Uh, so, again, I. I uh, so my question now is uh, when you spoke about the at the grassroots level that we are talking about what needs to be done so uh, do you think that our coaching system should incorporate these activities as a basic training for the coaches that they equip with and then specialists like you come uh, come and and actually correct that because what happens is till you need to have somebody who teaches you base right now if uh, my kid is going to play football i am focusing on football coaching uh, and it depends on that academy and that coaches to get somebody involved with this. And you never know uh, with their egos and all those things or their knowledge also is going to work or no. But if you are a say D license coach or C license coach, is, don't you think it should be mandatory for them to understand this across uh, any sport as a coach? Siddharth, you are 100% bang on on this particular topic. Everybody has to go through uh, this kind of a training program, even if you are doing the skill development program for your Correct. people, because you have to understand every individual body and the requirement of that particular sport. It's it's a pure pure science. Mm-hmm. So you know the skill based of it. You know this. You know what kind of a training program, uh, a skill development has to be done for that particular boy or girl. But on physical aspect, there are a lot of things happening at a physiological level, yeah. on a cellular level, basically. Okay. I don't expect every coach to understand and go that deep into physiology but they should have mm-hmm. a which is included in part of their coaching schemes uh, and they should be open enough to get the uh, professionals like this. Uh, those days have already gone where the coach used to do uh, he was a, a one man army 
he was a coach he was a mental conditioning coach he was a nutritionist he was everything about uh, the individual mm-hmm. things have changed the game format has changed now a lot of professionals have come into the picture so Sorry. at least coach should have an open mind of getting the professionals on board number one and mm-hmm. you should have a basic understanding of uh, sports science i don't okay. expect that they, they should get a full deep physiology into their system but at least basic understanding of this i'll tell you why why want this my mm-hmm. my fight with the coaches is about load management when i tell them ki boss we have to manage the load they always think that load management means i'm going to tell them to practice less no it is not about practicing less it's about mm-hmm. every how much load that particular individual is going to take uh regarding into uh, regarding their skill development program mm-hmm. and their strength conditioning program and how much recovery is required uh right. to come back to the court or a ground next day and right. how we are going to periodize his uh, fitness and skill level for the competition mm-hmm. so that is managing all that is called a load management it's not about right. you no know, reducing the load completely okay apart from that when i say ki you taper down his training program where you approach the competition they don't do that they give more and more uh, practice and double shift practice and so by the time the, the, that boy is in the competition he's already fatigued mm-hmm. okay so if you give a basic understanding about sports science to these coaches at least they will have an open mind to uh, understand this logic behind why load management is required why recovery is important why every individual body is different mm-hmm. okay and why this professional advice is more uh, required to build uh, or to make those people more at international international levels hmm. interesting so i think this could be incorporated in the in the uh, the pe uh, sector of the academics as well where the people will understand it more and more 100% uh, because in pe sector uh, see this i'm not across board but most of the cases what happens once you become a physical education teacher in in any school then your motivation level goes down you yes. can do so many things with this young talent and body but they don't do that i'll give you an example i had this um, my center at the law college uh, ground in pune mm-hmm. and there abhinav school boy used to come for a pt pt uh, class and uh, even for symbiosis people used to come there and there was nothing happening they were just roaming around and the and the pt teacher is just either walking or sitting at one place mm-hmm. so actually they can make a huge difference understanding uh, the uh, these bodies different bodies and their capabilities and their likings and if they can work like that and we can work together right. then we have a huge huge potential to become a international uh, sporting nation excellent so now uh, how much nutrition and diet plays a role in the strength and conditioning i know it it has to be it it has to go in hand in hand but how much of it because not at a grassroots level you may not be able to do it because kids are going home and they are eating what the parents are making and all those things elite level they can manage few things but at the uh, the grassroots to the uh, amateur level that in between segment how do you think the nutrition diet actually plays a role at whatever level said that we require to have a good diet plan in place whatever level because the demand not only from the sports uh, perspective but even the life perspective you have mm-hmm. to have certain amount of proteins and and carbohydrate and micronutrients has to be incorporated in your so what is happening right now in diet we always think about macronutrients we always talk about carbohydrate fats and protein that is it we don't talk about water 
we don't talk about fiber we don't talk about micronutrients like minerals and vitamins which mm-hmm. are important in your physiological development inside okay so then we we come up with a different different fact diets right now a lot of things available on the internet and people just go and follow them uh, and they don't know why we are following them okay and we always talk about body composition that is one parameter of fitness like we always think about knee I, I have a I have a belly fat. I have to reduce that. Somebody is mm-hmm. fat. I have to reduce that. Mm-hmm. That's not the only component or a parameter we need to focus on. There are various other aspects of sports and life we need to focus on. For example, mm-hmm. you have to have a good recovery. Yes. For the for the recovery process, we also have a good. You should have a good nutritious food mm-hmm. at the correct time. We always say that after your workout, after your heavy uh, training program. the first half an half an hour window is very very important because that time your absorption level are very high mm-hmm. if you have a good nutritious food at that time with a good carbohydrate and protein your recovery starts faster okay apart from that development of your muscle development of your uh, physiological capabilities our energy systems you require certain amount of uh, foods um, before before your workout during your workout after your workout uh, in your offices and your you, you have a different goal so depending mm-hmm. on your goal your food should change and that keep changing and that is the reason we require a good sports nutritionist in place that mm-hmm. is uh, uh, we go to the nutritionist unfortunately we are not finding a good sports nutritionist it's a specialized field we right. cannot make a plan on 3 months um, nutrition program uh, or a course mm-hmm. okay you have to understand nutrition thoroughly Like. to come up with a good plan and that plays a huge huge and important role in any mm-hmm. uh, at any level in athletic development okay excellent so now uh, we spoke about grassroots we spoke about uh, the pro elite and pro uh, i want to know uh, there is a there is a big segment in india which is like uh, the recreational athletes uh, now i have become a recreational athlete right after after you you know you can't be playing professional you have become recreational yeah. and it is also a it has coming into lifestyle so what are the simple things that uh, you feel that uh, we can understand uh, as a recreational athletes are focused towards like uh, say consider the age group of say 35 to 45 and say 45 to 60 let's have i i know it's a big gap but uh, just want to understand what do you think that strength and conditioning should focus there okay now it is a good thing that we have a, we are a recreational athletes now at age of 45 i am playing badminton Okay, mm-hmm. and play serious badminton. Do I have a recreational athlete? I want to compete uh, in state yes. level and inter- and national level tournament basically. Okay, this is number one. It's a good thing that you are already into active lifestyle. First mm-hmm. thing. Okay, but people think that okay, because I'm playing the sport, I'm doing enough to be an active. Okay, for example, I'm a runner. I'm a long distance runner. I'm doing 10k or 21k or full marathon probably. okay and people think uh, i'm running and uh, i'm doing enough for my uh, body but even for the running you have a lot of stress and you are generating a lot of forces on your body correct to absorb the forces and deliver the forces and uh, keep running because that that that's what you love most without correct. an injury is important right mm-hmm. so correct to avoid injuries we should do strength and conditioning aspects of it so you do Excellent. particular amount of uh, training program So that you can enjoy your running more. If I want to play badminton, I have to work on my fitness to enjoy my badminton and without injury, basically. Correct. So to live a healthy life, to live an injury-free life, and to enjoy what I love uh, to do, for that we have to have certain amount of time to be de- devoted for your uh, workout. 
whether you think, do running whether you do strength and conditioning or whatever you want i think i think you put it pretty well it's like uh, uh, to enjoy your game now you should focus uh, you should focus on strength and conditioning so you can enjoy it more which is without putting stress on your body and uh, doing without injury so uh, so okay so now my another uh, one more question is for people who want to understand how do i get trained on uh, not from training perspective then they can probably come to vishwas but how do i become a strength and conditioning coach what are the universities uh, typically courses and those kind of thing when can you actually look at that as a career uh, suppose somebody is understand by 17 18 19 they know that okay my professional career may not go in the direction i want to go but now i have to look at the allied services so they want, may want to go into the technical side of it which is like strength and conditioning and all so which are the courses what kind of universities or what should we they look at or certifications okay so unfortunately in india we don't have much of uh, choice in this mm-hmm. particular field we don't have degree courses right now there i have heard about a few few universities are coming up with some kind of a degree courses here uh so that is another one way of looking at it doing masters in uh, exercise science exercise but, science yeah exercise science but outside india there are a lot of a lot of universities are having these courses doing mm-hmm. uh, and you can do masters there basically okay this is one way of looking at it after your 12th uh, standard second thing there are certification courses available outside india AC Australian Strength and Conditioning Association has level 1 level 2 level 3 courses mm-hmm. uh, UKCA has the same similar pattern or NSCA National Strength and Conditioning Association have CSCS which is a I always think that that is the best uh, course certificate okay. course available to get into strength and conditioning mm-hmm. and that is been recognized all over the world so if you are CSS qualified and you go all mm-hmm. over the world you are qualified as a strength and conditioning guy mm-hmm. so they accept you there Uh, all over the world so these are certification courses available and there are certain master courses available outside india mm-hmm. and few in few universities in india slowly slowly under, started understanding okay we require this kind of a, a course mm-hmm. because as you rightly said suppose there are 5 10 lakh people playing cricket and the team size is only going to be 15 correct okay so uh, they should understand from where i have to stop playing cricket as a profession and look into different professional uh, uh, education okay. so if you love your sport and if, if you want to be in touch with your sport or into a sports industry mm-hmm. you can become a sports physiotherapist you can become a sports nutritionist you can become a biomechanist you can become a strength and conditioning coach you can get into a, a sports management sector right and become so there are various other allied services now because of this uh, leagues and other sports have come up well uh, the other stars right. have born so there is a lot of demand for good professional people in this industry so uh, okay. if you are if you love your sporting environment there are various courses available across the world mm-hmm. excellent so now coming to the the last segment of our uh, interview i i now i want uh, you to if you can uh, name it or even if you can name it i want to ha- uh, hear from you about couple of case study that you have worked with the national international athletes and what is the difference that actually made wherever they are where they reach uh, i know for the from the patient confident confidentially perspective you may not want to take the name but even if you can talk about the what sport where they were and where they la- reach because okay, so a very classic example of Four five years back, one uh, one uh, basketball player, a female basketball player in Pune, came to me. Uh, my, her mother got uh, her to me basically, and she was suffering for ACL injury, and she has gone mm-hmm. through an ACL restructure. 
and she was completely down in terms of uh, motivation she thought mm-hmm. her career is over completely because of course always injury is not only a physical injury it's always a man- mental injury as well yes because there are cases where you gone out of the uh, scene main scene and you never played for the country again correct uh, yeah fashuel prince was a great example he got injured he got out and dumini uh, came in the picture nashville prince never played for south africa exactly. because dumini kept on scoring so yes. this thing can happen to you so it's always going to be physical as well as mental injury so when you work with an athlete like this you have to work with the physical aspects of it as well as the mental aspects of it you have to treat right. them mentally as well so she came uh, she was suffering for uh, acl pain was done her acl reconstruction and mm-hmm. we actually have started from the basic level of uh, you know balancing and uh, uh, just giving activation drill to her and it was so basic that she, she always thought ki what am i doing right now mm-hmm. but we kept on doing it slowly slowly we started building a confidence uh, we started building a strength stability and stamina we started giving a more complex exercise after that uh, we worked mm-hmm. on her power and speed and she played for india again and mm-hmm. she did extremely well extremely well in asian games where india has uh, won that asian game first time wow and she she did a miracle there so excellent over a period of time she got her confidence back she is better than uh, physically better than earlier and mm-hmm. she's kept on playing for last 5 6 years for india oh wow and something you want to we want to share about the thailand women's team is a, it's a it's a national team yeah yeah that's again a good experience for me uh, one of our coach from india uh, got in touch with me and said hey, we want a good sentence in coach for thailand women's cricket team so i went there um, and we had a various camps in bangkok and in pune as well again they were uh, it's not a cricket playing country and right. and the quality of athletes we get in cricket was the lowest uh, category of people because right. they have their various um, their sports are different their uh, volleyball is number one uh, in world women's team yes. and uh, the cardio kickboxing and stuff like that so cricket is the lowest category of athletes uh, people come but we had a challenge mm-hmm. so what was the challenge uh, there was a world cup in australia in 2020 uh, mm-hmm. where uh, there were conflicts going on and uh, thailand has never qualified the world cup uh, ever in the life and the target was to qualify for the australia t20 20 world cup right and there are three four good teams at the qualifying level uh, so we started working and we became asian champion first mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then we went to uh, scotland for the uh, world cup qualifiers there we came in the finals and we beat mm-hmm. all the uh, top uh, teams there and first time in the history of thailand cricket uh, we have qualified for the main uh, women's world cup in australia mm-hmm. and that was an achievement for for Excellent. us and for them as well it's I, yeah i'm sure it's like you now from non playing non cricket playing nation to a asian champion to the qualifier to actually playing that that stage i think that itself is a it's a great story that uh, what we what we can hear i think that that's an achievement and that's a that's a motivational uh, thing as well yeah. uh, so so uh, vishwal it was amazing talking to you and like always it's like uh, uh, it's it's i i know we this can go on for long time long time because with your all the knowledge that you have and the question that i have probably we shall connect soon and uh, sure. have another round but till then i think it's uh, thank you thank you for your time and uh, thank you for contributing to sportsy where we 
just believe one thing let's talk sports and that's what our life is uh, so wish you all the best and uh, take care thank you siddharth thank you for having me here it's great talking to you yes thank you thank you bye bye thank you for watching thank you for liking and thank you for sharing please do subscribe on our channel sportsy says and also follow sportsy says handle across all social media please subscribe to sportsy says thank you Thank you.